0: Welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in today. This is episode 29. Are you an empath? Welcome to the podcast, my friends. Great to connect with you. Okay, I'm excited about this topic. We live in a world that feels intense a lot of the time. And if you're a sensitive person, you'll likely feel the energy of what is going on. There is a lot of shifting and we can either be flexible and move along with the shifting and evolving or stay stuck in frustration and fight everything. Well, today we're going to talk about being an empath and what that means and what to do about it. So I'm very sensitive to the energy around me and it's easy for me to take it on. So I must guard myself. Are you an empath? I know we are all feeling the pain and devastation of the horrific school shooting of innocent, sweet children and their teachers. I tell you what, that tragedy has been weighing so deeply on my heart. I'm sure it has on yours as well. The definition of an empath is someone who feels the emotions, feelings, and energy, and even thoughts of others. Empaths are highly sensitive people who tend to take on the emotions or even physical sensation of others due to high sensitivity. So when traumatic events are happening around us, empaths feel at a very deep level. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been overwhelmed by other people's feelings, their energy, or even the environment? Well, this is the biggest sign of empathic ability. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, but let's talk about how we can make it a gift. I know these things because I am most definitely an empath. It is easy for me to feel the energy of others, both good and bad. This can cause all sorts of emotional turmoil if you haven't yet developed or mastered the sensitivity. So just realizing that you are highly sensitive is a huge awakening because being so sensitive to another person's emotions can be very draining. This is why many empaths feel even cursed because they go throughout life being constantly bombarded by other people's energy, and they may feel disconnected even to their own truth. It's also easy to inadvertently take on the toxic emotional energy of another person who is in pain or going through a really hard time. Even though it can be challenging at times, as you develop your empathic ability, with the help of God, you can transform this emotional sensitivity into this spiritual gift which can be a beautiful blessing for your life and the life of others. So let's look at the signs that that may show up that you're an empath. One is you're extremely sensitive to the emotions of others. Feeling and being sensitive to emotions of others is a main cornerstone sign that you are an empath. This is the core of what it means. Um, And for an untrained empath, it's It's like the emotions of others are contagious, especially for those that are close and intimate with you, those close family relationships. So when feeling the feelings of another person, that energy may either fuel you with joy and enthusiasm and creativity or it can completely drain you and bring you into a spiral of negative thinking, sadness, even depression that really is not your own. So if you're close to someone that has a great deal of negative energy or emotions like resentment or frustration, you will feel drained. If you feel other people's emotions like they are your own, then you are an empath. This is the first and most important sign. We're going to be talking about some strategies of how to handle it. Another sign is that violence and cruelty deeply affect you. To an empath, seeing acts of senseless violence and cruelty are not only horrifying, they really can truly crush your spirit and make you seriously can question humanity and life in general. It seems as though the last few years for me have been I, I, just looking around, seeing a lot of negativity in our world. And as an empath, if you're not careful, it can really impact you. So do you strongly um, feel affected by negative world news or the challenging events happening in the lives of others? Do you abhor violence? or find yourself unable to separate your emotions from those of someone going through a tragedy, this is a sign you're empathic. Another sign is that you have the ability to see other people's true character. It's extremely hard to trick or lie to an empath. Empathic ability will allow you to discern whether people are being genuine and honest with you, or when they're being manipulative or even deceptive. If you have the ability to see the truth in people regardless of what they do or say, You're likely an empath. Another sign is you like to root for the underdog. The pain felt by victims um, from bullies or just injustice will evoke a flood of compassion in those who are empathic. For this reason, empaths tend to root for the underdog. Is this you? So recently, I posted on my social media about the winner of the Kentucky Derby. In fact, I wrote on my post that I love rooting for the underdog. So I'm going to share with you about this amazing story. It's even more impressive if you can watch the race and the comeback. So I have a post on my personal account if you want to see the amazing video. But here is the post that I had copied from somebody else. It says, last year, a two-year-old colt finished dead last in his first race. Disappointed, his owners placed him in a claiming race where anyone could take ownership for a fee. An older man purchased the colt after missing the chance to claim another horse he wanted. He said it was his last attempt to find some success in the racing industry. The colt won by 17 lengths in his um, and his new owner was encouraged. But in the races that followed, he finished third twice, fourth once, and fifth once. His owner, however, still believed in him. 2022 was the colt's only chance to race in a major thoroughbred race which are they're limited to three-year-olds the day before the Kentucky Derby the field of horses was already full but then at the last moment a famous trainer scratched or withdrew his horse the colt took that place in a field of 20 horses just 30 seconds before the entry deadline suddenly he was in the game he had a chance All the metrics and predictors were against him. Neither his owner, his trainer, nor his jockey had ever been associated with any horse in the Kentucky Derby. His jockey had never even won a major event. They were decidedly outsiders and newbies in an extremely elite arena. On the morning of the race, his odds of winning were set at 80 to 1, the second longest odds in Derby history. Well, halfway around the track, the colt was 16 horses back from the lead. He couldn't even be seen in the field of view of the drone camera flying above the race. He was a nobody, a throwaway, an inconsequential participant, but then he made his move. He began working his way through the crowded pack, finding a few narrow, fleeting opportunities to improve his position. As they headed toward the finish line, he he had miraculously moved up to fifth, then fourth, but still no one had noticed him. Everyone's attention was firmly focused on the battle between the two famous frontrunners. Only seconds before the finish, he suddenly, almost magically, passed the two frontrunners. The announcer struggled to identify him and say his name and time. He said, almost in a single breath, Rich Strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Where there is life, there is hope. Anything is possible. Don't let anyone count you out. Persistence and determination, beat the odds. That was by Sid Cowgill. And it was exciting to watch. Oh my goodness, you've got to watch that from the drone above and see that come back. So that's another sign that you're an empath. You love to root root for the underdogs. Number five is often big crowds or large groups of people is overwhelming for you. So since you pick up on so many people's emotions, you may feel like you're being bombarded on all sides when you're in a big group. You can learn to set up boundaries um, to help control your environment. Number six, other people approach you with their problems. Empaths are often like magnets to the emotionally needy. Both friends and strangers tend to be drawn to those who are empathic because of your ability to listen, feel, feel. And understand what you're going through without judgment. If this is the case, it is important for you to set boundaries and take care of yourself. Okay, number seven is having some time alone can help recharge you. So as an empath, you may love connecting with people and spending time with a friend, but having alone time to decompress and return to your own energy outside of intimate relationships really is key empaths need time alone to reconnect with their own energy number eight empaths love freedom and to live outside of the norm you don't like to fit into a box created by society empaths also love intimate relationships but especially those that offer plenty of freedom do you love to travel explore seek out an adventure just to spice things up and keep it interesting i know i do so that's another sign Number nine is you love nature and animals. So being outside and spending time in nature is recharging and grounding to you. It helps keep you balanced and centered. You may particularly love water or the ocean. You feel a deep connection with the natural world. Number 10 is you feel constrained by routine. So as an empath, you love variety. You feel very confined if you have too much of a monotonous routine. Instead, empaths Seek out new situations and environments to boost creativity. Empaths love to stir up energy with new experiences. And I love it is creativity. Empaths not only feel energy, but they create energy. So this may come through the form of art, dance, writing, teaching, or any other creative pursuits that are fulfilling, recharging, and rewarding. So do any of these characteristics re- resonate with you? I know they sure do with me. Even though there are some challenges with being an empath, it's also a beautiful gift. So how do you thrive? Let's talk about some things you can do. Staying grounded and present in the moment is key. Ask yourself, is the emotional energy I'm feeling my own or am I tuning into the feelings of another? When you're aware that you're tuning into energy of another, you can then set it down, release it, and return to your own authentic vibration rather than taking on everyone's energy around you. Being an empath is a spiritual gift. It's important that you protect your own energy. And your intuition is paramount. And with your energy as an empath, you're, you're able to feel the full vibration of spiritual beings, guides, and even angels. Spiritual guidance comes. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding also come. So here are a few tips to keep in mind. One is mindfulness. So as an empath, when your thoughts and mind is busy and scattered, your energy will attract, (laughs) like a magnet, those chaotic thoughts and frazzled energy of others. So it's like that law of attraction, what you put out energetically, you attract back to yourself. So a simple solution is to simply be present and mindful of your physical body, which will help you keep anchored in your own energy and also focus on your breathing. Be aware of each step and breath you take. Another tip is to cleanse and shield yourself. So a regular practice of cleansing and shielding your energy is essential for all empaths. I like to do this with a white cleansing light. Sometimes I just imagine this waterfall washing over me to wash away any negativity, stress, frustration, or tension. Allow it to wash away all negative emotions down into the earth. Breathe in light and love with every breath. Hmm. I also like to shield by imagining a large bubble around me and filling it with love and light. And just having setting the intention that light and love and positive energy can come through, but it also shields from the negative. Another tip is just taking time to relax and recharge and retreat. You may love to be with people but your quiet personal time is essential to recharge your own energy. Some practical tips are to get out of nature, walk in the grass, take a cleansing shower, work on a craft, you can listen to a guided meditation and, and just create healthy boundaries. So thank you for tuning in today to this episode. I'm it's always fun to connect with you. And I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be starting a group coaching program. In mid life, it's called becoming. We're going to be working through the seven-step principles, but really helping you create the daily systems, structures, and habits to make sustainable change. So just like a, like a caterpillar goes through the stages to become a butterfly, that's what we're going to work through in this course to become, called becoming. It's the first stage of a caterpillar is consuming, you're learning and growing, but as a caterpillar, it eats and eats and eats, goes then into the cocoon. So this is where the internal work happens, and this is what's going to be happening throughout the course is we're gonna be doing a lot of internal work. And then the last phase of that becoming a butterfly is breaking out of a cocoon and stretching forth your wings. And that's the same thing that we'll be focusing on in this four month program, Well, you'll be moving through those stages of becoming. Um, so I'm so excited about that. And you'll emerge with your colorful wings, ready to fly and share your beauty and brilliance with the world. So just reach out to me. You can reach to me at stacyharmer at gmail.com. You can also go to stacyharmer.com backslash becoming to see a little bit more about the program and put your name on a waiting list and I can reach out to you. So thank you for tuning in today and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.